This is Spin Control, a Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl. Welcome to episode 46 of Spin Control, aptly entitled, Hey! This week, I've got a little tale about a personality quirk that just happened to catch on like wildfire this past week. I've got some knitting, spinning, not a lot of sewing, but an all-around good show planned. And of course, as always, we will kick this off with updates. I think the only update that we all have on our minds right now is the Camp Kip update. If you haven't figured it out by now, Camp Kip was a huge success. It was a wonderful time. It was fantastic beyond belief. And words just cannot describe the time that I had while I was there. Um, I'm not really super good at recaps. I think you've heard some in the past. But I will do my very best to let you know how my experience was at Camp Kip. So, I took the entire week off of work in preparation for Camp Kip. But, as always, uh, the entire like long weekend and the two days prior to getting ready for Camp Kip did me absolutely no good. Literally, up to the very last minute that I was pulling out of the driveway, I was packing and getting ready. And I just kept remembering all these little things that I was forgetting, like a favor I promised to do for my neighbor before I departed. Little things like that. But that is just kind of the way it goes. Fortunately, I was driving to Camp Kip. It was about an hour and a half from my house. So I wasn't too worried about it. And I had like set my drop dead deadline. If I arrived by 2.30, I could get my vehicle unpacked and get my stuff set so that I could go to the airport and pick up six lovely campers to start off the event. And that went off without a hitch. It only took two, three, five passes through the St. Louis Lambert International Airport passenger pickup lanes to get all six passengers into my car. But that's okay. Once we were there, once I got everybody, the party van was in full effect. So Wednesday was just awesome in more ways than one. But of course, I'm going to save the very most awesomeness for the very end. I know if you've listened to some of the other podcasters, you already know like the big bit, right? Anyhow, to sum up my Camp Kip experience, the food was good. I'm not really like a super foodie. I'm not very particular. And it wasn't as good as my husband's cooking, but it was sustenance to get me through. I drank plenty of beers. I was on vacation. Not too many, just the right amount. I hung out with old friends, and I got to meet a ton of new friends, which was awesome. And I did a lot of stuff at camp that I just really, during my normal everyday life, would not have had the opportunity to do. For example, I went on a trail run, which was awesome. Thursday morning, I kicked off with a trail run. And at first, when I looked at the map for the Cedar Creek Conference Center, I assumed it was like a paved trail, you know, that they had set up all formal-like. No, it was a trail, like through the woods and stuff. It was fantastic. A little bit of mud on my shoes. One of the most fun runs I have had in who knows how long. And I thoroughly enjoyed that. And I followed that with a healthy dose of yoga, as presented by Rachel from the Knit Sense Podcast. And it was just, it was just great. A lot of fun. And I, like, really felt productive. I didn't actually get a whole lot of knitting done at camp. Really, the only knitting that I worked on was finishing my tank top. 
because as I said, I'm like a super procrastinator. I'm never late. I'm just always like right on time. And I literally finish my tank top Friday morning in time to wear it Friday day. And I was so far behind, I didn't even get the chance to pick buttons. But thankfully, there were some buttons in the goodie bags, which were the exact right fit, and they actually turned out really perfectly. I couldn't, probably couldn't have picked a better set of buttons. They're cute, and I've got that linked on my show notes page. I feel like I'm missing like a ton of stuff, but I'm not. I'm just kind of skimming around, you know, the highlights that make me happy. It was just an all-around good time. The best part about the retreat was that the itinerary was not super heavy. You could do as much or as little as you wanted. If you wanted to sit in the sun all day and do nothing but drink cold beer, you could do that. If you wanted to snag on to a spur-of-the-moment class that somebody was holding, you absolutely 100% could. I actually took a class with Megan from Stitch It on how to use my carters, which was awesome, totally fantastic. There was just like enough little stuff planned that it was a totally organized event. But there wasn't so much that you just felt like the life was completely sucked out of you. Like we had a little visit from some mini llamas, which was awesome. And I got a whole ton of fiber straight off the back of this one little mini llama named Mona. And she was adorable. And we bonded. And it was fantastic. So if you have the opportunity to sign up for a retreat like this or something similar, I would highly suggest you take it. It was thoroughly relaxing, totally wonderful, and of course, I must say that the best part of the entire event was the people. Knitters are unbelievably generous people. Let me get to the big one. So Camp Kip started off with, you know, announcements, everybody gathering the first drawings, but of course, as it turns out, these ladies were very sneaky, and they snuck around behind my back and some of you may know, you might have gotten the emails, they took up a collection to get me an electric spinner to take with me to my deployment. I know, right? I cannot believe that they did it, for one, and I can't believe that they actually managed to keep it a secret. <sighs> oh, it was funny. It was hilarious. It was awesome. It was wonderful. It was so sweet and so kind and so generous of everybody who contributed to that. I just couldn't believe it. I was totally blown away. It shocks the crap out of me. Let me just tell you. It was a wonderful, wonderful time. I'd like to say that the electric spinner was the high point, but I think that would be a lie. I think that if I had left camp completely empty-handed, I would have still left with my heart full, and I will never forget that event. It was so fun and so fantastic and I met so many wonderful people. Don't get me wrong, the generosity and the gift that they gave me is unbelievable, and I cherish it, but it pales in comparison to the people that I got to spend the event with. Thank you, ladies, to everybody who contributed to the gift. You guys are amazing. I know that they pimped out my listeners to get it taken care of, and just everybody for all of your support in preparation for the deployment that I've got coming up, unbelievable. You guys are awesome and fantastic in so many ways. And that, my friends, is all I've got this week in updates. So I guess it's time to get this podcast started. And now it's on to spin a tale. And this week, I have a little story for you about a personality quirk 
that apparently does not show up very often on the podcast, and I would like to apologize for that right away. About two, maybe three weeks ago, my knitting group pointed out the fact that I never say, hey, on the podcast. And they're like, it's not even like listening to you. You never say it. Like two or three times, maybe in the course of 45 episodes, have I actually said it. And definitely not with the fervor that I usually say it with. The ladies at Camp Kip picked up on this little quirk of mine, and it caught on like wildfire. Every time I turned a corner, someone was saying, hey, and I just couldn't get away from it. So if you follow me on Twitter, if you've been watching the Ravelry boards, you might have seen the hey making an appearance. And that I will take full blame or credit for, depending on how you look at it. That is all me. I don't know how it started. I don't know where it came from. It's just something I say all the time in conversation. When something excites me, you'll get a hey. When something is, you know, sexy beyond belief, you'll get a hey. It's just a thing that I do. I don't know why. I'm sorry. But I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. And I promise for all my knit girls that I will be sure to include it in the podcast as often as my little heart sees fit. And that's all I've got this week, my friends, in Spin a Tale. Alrighty, now it's time for me to turn to spinning my wheels. And surprisingly enough, since Camp Kip, my wheels have been spinning out of control. I've gotten so much done. Not really. I've actually gotten so much started. <laughs> as soon as I managed to tackle the deadline and get the Camp Kip tank top done, it was like cast on heaven for me. I started a pair of handspun socks. I started my repurpose along project. I began work on the crochet t-shirt tote bag that I'm working on as my first repurpose along project. And oh my gosh, I've just been doing so much. I cast on a daybreak shawl. So for everybody who's participating in the Camp Kip knit along shawl, I have succumbed. I know. I said that I really had no interest in knitting a shawl, and I really still don't ever think I'm going to have the opportunity to wear it, and I think it's going to be too pretty to give away, but I just felt the opportunity to do a knit-along for an object that would be forever burned in my memory as the Camp Kip shawl, I just couldn't pass it up. There were some lovely, lovely daybreak shawls at the event, and Michelle with one L, beautiful job. I think it was stolen by at least one other podcaster, and I don't know if Michelle ever got it back. Um, but it was just beautiful. There were just so many beautiful displays, and like the pattern is really relatively simple, so it's definitely not an intimidating first show. So I'm super excited about it, and I can't wait to get it done. I am working on that. I got that cast on. The handspun socks, I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to do with those. Usually when I do, well, this is only my second pair. On my last pair of handspun socks, what I did was I cast on the toe. I did a toe-up pair of socks. I cast on at the toe, waited till I got to the foot, took a look at what my stitch count was, and then went into a stitch dictionary and found a stitch that made me happy. And really, it was just like a little cabled rib, so it was really easy. I didn't have to worry about memorizing a pattern, and it was just a great travel take-along project, which was super cool. And... That's really what I plan on doing again with this one. I hope to 
finish the toes on two socks because I like to do two socks at the same time on, on two sets of DPNs. As soon as I finish the toes, I'm going to look for like a rib pattern of some sort. Not like a boring rib, rib with an interest bit, I guess, to work up the leg and the foot of those. And I'm excited about that. I really like knitting with my hand spun. It makes me so happy. And I noticed on my previous pair of hand spun socks that they seem to be pilling a little bit. So what I hope to do is knit a little tighter gauge, so I'm using smaller needles than the previous time, in order to prevent future pilling. So I'll have to keep you apprised on how that goes. So that's really all I've got going on in knitting. Spinning, on the other hand, is like, wow. I took the crazy bat that I made a couple months ago during my spinning group, and I, that was the first thing I spun on the electric spinner. And it was awesome. The electric spinner was not as easy to get accustomed to as I think just switching to a new wheel brand would be because like my feet didn't have anything to do and stopping and starting is not as instinctive or reactive as it would be on a standard spinning wheel. I have to push a button like I have to let go of stuff to push a button to stop the spinner which was a huge adjustment as opposed to just stopping the motion of my feet and the wheel stops. So because of that this spinner is not a girl. If it was a girl, I would have instinctually known exactly how things were going. We would have meshed right away as old friends, but not so much. Because I had to do a little bit more training to get this spinner to work the way I wanted it to work. I had to do some adjusting and some fine-tuning. I've decided this spinner's a boy, and his name is Henry, Hank for short. And we are getting along swimmingly now that I've got him trained. And we're having a good time. I'm actually on my second project already. I'm plying some fiber that I had laying around that I got for dyeing for color. I really like spinning her pencil roving. It's super wash and it's pencil drafted, of course. And it just spins like butter. It's like you don't really have to concentrate very much on it, which is awesome while I'm adjusting to the new spinner because I can focus on the function of the spinner and what my hands are doing as opposed to focusing on the drafting. You know, I can tailor the speed to what I think is going to work out. You know, I can spend a little bit more time focusing on those aspects and not worry so much about whether or not I'm going to have trouble with the fiber itself. So that's been awesome. I'm actually plying that up and it'll be done this week, maybe even tonight, which is super cool and makes me very happy. Apparently, that was pointed out that I say that quite a bit as well. That makes me happy, and it surely does. So... I've been spinning away like a mad woman. I've got, I still have the Blue Moon Fiber Arts Sheep to Shoe Kit on the wheel, and I'm going to work on that this weekend. I've got spinning group on Sunday, and I'm going to take my wheel with me, and I'm actually dragging one of my knit girls out to spinning group, so that should be a lot of fun. And maybe I'll get that done soon. I think I'm just going to spin it, spin the first four ounces as a single, and then do, is it Andean or Navajo plying? Dang it, I always forget. The three-ply one. <laughs> oh, anyway, that is what I've got going on in spinning. Sewing? Yeah, there's not a whole lot of sewing going on. My sewing machine is in Collinsville at the quilt shop. She got her tune-up. My last presser foot that I had ordered came in, and I will pick her up maybe tomorrow. If not tomorrow, then I will pick her up Sunday when I get my knit girl who lives out there in that area. So sewing is kind of on hold. I do have a little bit of sewing prep to talk about when I get to that little final segment. 
Ladies and gentlemen, that's all I've got this week in spinning my wheels. This week, I do not have anything to put my spin on, but what I do have is something that I am surely all spun up about. It is... You'd think naturally that I'd be all spun up about uh, Camp Kip, but that is... I'm putting it behind us. I can't relive it. I can't go on. But what has me all spun up this week is running. Yes, the actual physical activity of running. I hate it. I really don't like it, and that's probably because I'm not very good at it. I always feel, like, gigantic and slow whenever I run. So I've really got some mixed feelings about the whole running thing this week. Next Tuesday, I have to take my physical fitness test for the Air Force, and I will be timed on my run. It's only a mile and a half, but I was out of the running circuit for over a year, so I've really had a hard time getting back into it. I took a practice run, mile and a half run, about six weeks ago, and I ran a mile and a half in 18 minutes and 56 seconds. For those of you who are not familiar, that's really slow. <laughs> really, really slow. I couldn't even actually run the entire thing. I had to stop and walk. I was so out of running shape, it's not even funny. But I have been doing a running clinic for the past six weeks, and I finished up the running clinic, and I just ran another timed test, and I managed to shave three minutes and 17 seconds off my run time. It is definitely not where I need to be, but if I can run like that on Tuesday, it is a passing PT score, which makes me very happy. So, you can see, I kind of have some mixed feelings about the running, but I'm also kind of engrossed in it, because I really don't have a choice. I will have so many bad issues if I don't pass that PT test next week that it's not even funny. And that's not me. I've never had issues with it. I had a couple injuries this past year that took me off the track, and... I'm just struggling to get back into it. So that's what's got me all spun up this week, and I will be sure to report back how the PT test goes next week. All right, it is time for that part of the episode where I tell you about all of the stuff that I'm doing to get ready for my trip. And things are really ramping up. It's getting super busy. By the time you hear this episode, I will have less than 30 days before I depart for training. The one thing I would like to say is that I am no longer going to call this section of the episode pre-flight checks because I think that Dorian, uh, simply me, 5252 on Ravelry, was absolutely right when she suggested that I go along with my spinning theme and find a way to work that in. We have the beginning section already tagged. She was right. Pre-drafting is going to make a fantastic name for this section. Thank you very much, dear. And it was so wonderful to get the opportunity to meet you at Camp Kip. I do greatly appreciate it. Now, I have a name for the segment for when I arrive in country, but there's this little middle bit of training that I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to call it. So I'm still going to work on that. And like I said, I've got less than 30 days to get that figured out. So let's get to it. Primarily in the real world, I've been working on that whole PT test thing and getting my training up to date and getting all of my out-processing ready for my trip. I believe we talked a little bit about the fact that I was going to the firing range last episode, and I qualified on the 9mm pistol, 
And this coming week, I will get the opportunity to shoot a rifle and qualify on that. That should be fun. It is a lot of fun, even if, you know, really with the job I'm doing, I will never have the opportunity to use a rifle as it was intended. But it is a lot of fun to go out to the firing range and get to play around a bit and learn that new skill. That's a lot of fun. In the crafting world, I want you to know that when I was at Camp Kip, the conference center was covered with quilts. There were over 200 quilts in this woman's collection, and they were beautiful antique quilts. And you could step up to each one of them and tell that they were hand-stitched, hand-pieced, hand-quilted, and just all-around wonderful goodness. And while I was there, I found the quilt that I want to make. Definitely, I am going to do the 2 by 2 inch squares and do the postage stamp quilt. I'm thinking about queen size, which is a little insane because a queen size quilt is roughly 60 inches by 80 inches, and that's a lot of 2 inch squares if you do the math. It's about 1,200 squares. That's a lot of 2 inch squares, and I'm not sure I have the uh, scraps in my in my stash to support that. So that's kind of one of the things that I'm working on right now is cutting out a bunch of two inch squares. And I don't really even care, you know, how many of them there are that match. I'm just going to do like pairing them, you know, dark square with a light square and just piece them all together. So I have about 1200 two inch squares to cut out. And that's actually what I was working on while I was recording this entire episode. It was super fun and super cool. And another thing that I need to get accomplished during this whole pre-drafting portion of my preparation is I really need to get everything I've got in the works off the needles or it won't get done. I need to get everything off the needles and then get myself cast on with some travel projects. Easy stuff that I can do in the airport, do in my barracks after like training after long hard days playing in the woods and doing all of that stuff because it's going to be a whirlwind probably for the entire first month. I doubt I'm going to be able to handle anything that requires shaping or uh, yeah, lace would totally be out of the question even though that's not my thing at all. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'll be able to turn a heel. It's just going to be insane. So I really need to, I guess, put the pedal to the metal and get my current projects off the needles so that I can prepare for travel projects. And that, my friends, is all I've got this week in pre-drafting. Alrighty, it looks like it is time to spin off this episode of Spin Control, but not before I remind you all that in just over a week, well, a week from the time I'm recording, so it should be just under a week by the time you listen to this, our Repurpose Along will come to an end. April 22nd, at midnight, the stroke of midnight, it is over. So if you get your projects done and get your photos posted, either to the Ravelry boards or over on the Flickr group that our gracious, gracious accompanying podcaster, Miss Ann Kenlin from Greenstitch, has set up for us, if you post your projects there, you will automatically be entered into a drawing to win one of many lovely prizes, including two books and the possibility of a hand-knit repurposed bag. If I can get off my butt and actually get one made, sorry, I will. I have some men's t-shirts, not men's t-shirts, sorry, men's dress shirts 
that are just shameful as men's shirts. I can see why I was able to secure these 2X shirts for like under $3 a piece. They are atrocious shirts. They're nasty looking. However, the fabric is awesome. As men's shirts, repulsive. As cute little knitting bags, hey, they're going to be fantastic. So that is one of the things I'm going to get accomplished this week coming. Even if you aren't even considering participating in the contest, I highly suggest that you go over and check out some of those photos of the repurposed projects because they might give you some ideas for future stuff. One of the most awesome entries that I saw was one of the girls that came to Camp Kip was wearing a pair of earrings that she made out of a cut-up credit card. It was awesome. I would have never thought about doing that. I mean, I think all of us in our day have probably cut up how many credit cards and thrown them directly in the trash? Not her. She decided to cut geometric shapes out of the credit cards and turn them into earrings. The pair she was wearing had her first name on one side, on one earring, and her last name on the other earring. Fantastic. Super creative. Wonderful stuff. You have to go over there and check out the thread. It's awesome. Totally worth a look. So even if, even if you're not planning on participating, you got to check out some of the folks that our friends are taking on. It's really good, it's really creative, and it's really wonderful. So we have less than a week to get that done, and I am going to crank out some repurposed stuff myself and get things taken care of. This week's song, I have decided to give you a little hep-hep, a little Weezer, to carry us out, because that truly makes me happy. It's a great edge-of-summer song, and it's a good driving song, and... It just brings sheer joy to my heart, and I hope you enjoy it, too. As always, you can check the show notes and get all the details on this episode at spincontrollpodcast.com. You can email me at joyfulgirlknits at gmail.com. Catch me on Ravelry as a Joyful Girl, or follow me on Twitter as a Joyful Girl Maid. Thanks again, guys. I will talk to you soon. When you're on-